And so he told them this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the other ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he puts it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. And today we're going to talk about repentance and what it means and uh, take it from simple to relational to spiritual. But that's the heart of God. That when one sinner repents, there's a celebration in heaven. Um, and it says that angels rejoice and that angels watch over his little ones and said, don't mess with them because those angels who see the face of God are watching what happens to my people, to my loved ones, to my chosen, to my little ones. And really it just means to anyone who wants me. And we're going to break it down simply for this is what repentance means. It means return or turn. Like if you just break it down and you're like walking, 180. if you're walking down a road and you're headed towards your friend's house. You get a call, and they say, actually, I'm at your house. Okay, I'm going to turn and go back to my house. That's like physically what repentance would mean. Like, yeah. I, I repent of going east, and I'm going to go west. <laughs> you don't hear people say that very no, often. No, but that's what it literally means. Practically, we... Do it once a year, at least. Probably a lot of us tell ourselves a hundred times a year, I'm going to repent of eating too much. I'm going to repent of being lazy. Like these... What is that, though? These... It's sort of like our New Year's resolutions. But that's not... We don't say the word repent. We don't. We say, I'm going to make a resolution. I'm going to stop doing that and choose a better way. And that's literally what repentance is. Yeah. And so why do you... And then you don't do it. Why do you... Yeah. <laughs> why do you make a re- re- New Year's resolution? Because it's like, oh, new, uh, you New Year, New Me. And because we all know that we're not very good at what we want to be good at. So we're just like, I'm going to get better. And we've been doing bad for so long. That's usually why we fail. <laughs> and you get to the point where you just want to be done with it. Not that... Yeah. For sure. Would, and I was just... I don't know why it popped up, but... Uh, um, Rob Lowe, do you know who that is? I've heard of his name. He's oh, yes. a super good looking dude and he's like 60 <laughs> and like, how are you that good looking at your age? It's impressive. Like he's just a handsome guy. Some guys, Brad Pitt, we don't, we don't need, we don't need to go down there. This is just handsome yeah, no, we people don't. at strange ages. It reminds me of like Sarah in the Bible. Anyway. Wait, what do, you mean? what do you mean? Like she's like 90 and Abraham's like. I gotta pretend she's my sister because she's so beautiful. Oh, I know. Yeah, that, yeah. that is weird, actually. Anyway, going back to what we're talking away about. Away from Brad Pitt. We're repenting from, from Brad, Brad Pitt. We're gonna repent from Brad Pitt and go back to talking about repentance. Um, is that you? You're you're sick of it. And oh, Rob Lowe said, um, you can't be sober until you're tired of being drunk, until you're done with it. That rock bottom moment. Yeah, and that's what. True repentance is what you're what we're talking about is like light repentance. Like, I'm gonna make a new year's resolution, and two days later, I've already broken it, or like a second afterwards, I've already broken it. 
Uh, we all have those moments where like, I'm done with this. I'm sick of this. And then we do it again. Repentance is, let's say I, I eat too much and I really want to be done with that. And I get to a point where I'm just sick of myself. And so I do a good job for a week and I mess up, but it's, I don't go back into that pattern of behavior. Um, or if you're just mean to the person you love and you don't want to be, but you just get snappy and angry, you can just be tired of the results while they're cold and they don't talk to me for a while or they get really upset and I hurt their feelings and then I feel terrible. I'm sick of myself. I'm done. And you might go two weeks without saying a negative comment, but then you slip into it, but it doesn't rule you anymore. In your heart of hearts, well, it can, you you're can done. let it rule you. Though. You can go you back like, to it. Yeah. Oh, I messed up. I'm still that same person. No, no. You just have to keep doing it. Like you don't make a habit instantly. You always you're gonna mess up a bunch of times. In the pro- proverbs, there's one where it's like like a dog returned to its own vomit. Yeah. Do the, do the wicked return to their wicked ways? Like you know that's bad. You just threw it up, and you're going back to it. Um, that's not repentance. That's the desire to repent. True repentance is even if you stumble back into what you hated, it doesn't become a pattern again. You, you, or even if it does, even if you're stuck in it, you hate it now. It's no longer what you want to do. And that's the first step is I hate it. I'm done. I don't want this. Even if you're still struggling with it, you no longer embrace it or defend it. That might be the biggest one. I'm no longer going to def- get defensive when, when someone calls me out. Like, hey, I thought you said you were going to work out more. Or I thought you said you weren't going to be a jerk. Like, and here you are treating me like crap again. Instead of being like, well, I only did that because... Saying, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Shoot, I need to do better. Like, that's when you know you've repented of something. And so that's your so practical... Here's the other thing. Do you think you should wait... For rock bottom, or do you think... No, it'd be much better not to. Yeah, you should not... I don't think you wait for rock bottom. If you're not at rock bottom yet, and you haven't repented um, about what we're about to talk about, just do it. Do it. (laughs) Anyway, don't wait for rock bottom. Just do it. So your physical is, you're going west, you, for some reason, decide to turn around and go east. Your practical is, you repent of a pattern of behavior... Because you hate its results, and you're just done, and you're sick of it. Now we're getting into relational. Repent of the way you treat a loved one, a husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend or mom or dad or sibling, anything. Any person that you love, if you've hurt them, if I cheat on my wife, not going to happen, but if some terrible situation happened and I really, really, really royally messed up, I don't get to decide how I say sorry. I can't come in the next day or after work and I can't just have flowers and chocolates and say, okay, I'm so sorry. Here you go. I really feel bad about this. We're good now, right? She'll probably just burn them or throw them in my face and uh, step on the chocolates. Why, why would, why would she, if I'm, if I'm saying here, I'm sorry, why wouldn't she accept that? Dude, usually I could answer that, but I just can't think of... I don't, I don't know why. Because it, it's my way of saying sorry. Okay, yeah, that's the... Okay, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, okay, yeah. And usually it's never a good thing to say sorry with flowers 
just doesn't work because now you're connecting your, your I messed up, here's some flowers. With good things? Yeah, that's not good. Don't do that. You get flowers when you just, because you want to at random. And um, So anyway, but you don't get to decide if you've really hurt somebody that you love. You can't say, this is how I'm going to apologize on my terms. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why, why won't that work? It's going to seem like you're not really sorry because like sometimes the most simple apology is just saying two words. I'm sorry. And that's it. Because otherwise I'm still trying to control the situation. Yeah. I'm saying I'll do it on my terms how I want to say sorry and you have to accept it. If you don't, that's on you. That's not an apology. That's a manipulation. Sorry is just I'm going to take off my armor, drop my weapons, like expose my chest and... Say I'm sorry. And not expect forgiveness. From and if you basically, if you want to stab me in the heart with a spear or with words or with a cold shoulder, I deserve that. And then now what's the nice part about, like the humans will do that often, but what's the nice part about, um, about God? Well, we're going to wait. We're going to wait for that? Yeah. Never mind. We're going to break down the Humans suck. First. And you humans will often just be like... Like, uh, like they really will just not accept your apology and that's fine. Honestly, at that point, that's where I'd be like, well, I, I really tried, you know? Yeah. And it's also, we're not getting spiritual yet, but vulnerability is super attractive and commitment true. If you really love somebody, you will want to commit to them. You will want to say, I'll do more. I, I want to go on more dates. I want to talk to you more. I want, and then it gets to, I want to spend my whole life with you. I want to be engaged. I want to get married. I want to give everything I have to you. True love commits itself. So if you're with somebody and you're not sure if they love you or not, just think, what do they commit? Is it progressive? Is it a little more and a little more? If it is, great. If it's, if it's stagnant and no, I'm good with whatever this is. I don't want anymore. It's not true love. Like it's it's a very, just in a earthly, practical, relational term, true love commits. And so when true love, if I truly love my wife and I've hurt her, I commit to letting her like decide how I say, sorry, I drop my defenses and say, I commit to this apology I'd love it if you accepted it, but you know, I can't make you. So I'm trusting that you don't want to hurt me, but maybe you do. And that's okay too. I deserve that. So yeah, that's relational. Repentance comes to the point where you just have to say, I'll, I'll say sorry, however you want me to. And I give a lot of marriage counseling and it's really sad that, and it's, it's usually the husband. Well, I've never seen it not the husband so far, where it's too late. Um, and the wife's accepted their apology, and then he does the same thing. He accepted the apology, does the same thing. And, just, and what the wife is doing in accepting that apology, she's making herself vulnerable to be hurt again. And by the time it gets to me, and this is why like, I would tell people, marriage counseling isn't just for when you're in a mess. It's just healthy. It's just good. Any type of counseling, it's good to have. Because like, then you're thinking and processing and, and going through these conflict points. But by the time I, it reaches me, usually one side has said, I can't forgive. 
I won't forgive. I'm done getting stabbed in the heart. Now we're going to get to the spiritual. Um, so the physical, you're going east. You decide to go west. The practical, I want to stop this pattern of behavior. The relational, you've hurt someone and you don't get to tell them how you're going to, going to repent. And now we get to the spiritual. God says to humanity through his word, you are my wife. And in Jeremiah, it's really cool. He, he just goes down this list of all the ways that he's been hurt by his people. And he says, you've lied about me. You've cheated on me. You've worshiped other gods. You offer me these things like sacrifices or if it's in a relationship, you've offered me flowers and chocolates and then you go cheat on me the same day with someone else. You've given my gifts to your other boyfriends. Are we talking about the spiritual right now? Both. This is spiritual, yeah. Okay. This is God saying this to his people and it's just this awful list of how... How they've treated him. What you just said sounds exactly like the verse, um, you praise me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Yeah. That sounds exactly and like he's what saying to his wife, um, you tell me you love me, but I don't see any of that. I don't feel that. Well, I know, and I know God you, knows. And God knows. But it's just like a husband or a wife saying like, I know you're, you say you love me, you say you're sorry, but there's nothing there. And then it gets a, to a point where he said, I have run out of compassion. I have nothing more for you. We're done. I'm going to kick you out of the house or out of my land. So it's, it's, it's actually really good to go from the relational to the spiritual because God is very incredibly emotional and relational. And he really does say this about his people. And we're his people. Any, anybody who's made in the image of God, which is all of us, are his people. And he says, I've got nothing for you. I've suffered so much because of you. You keep turning from me. You're wicked. You're evil. I'm broken. I'm grieved. Who did he say that to? To Israel, his people, through Jeremiah. And then he says, like, basically, I'll kick you out and you will be no more. And it's like, I've left you hanging. And Jeremiah is a miserable book. But then there's like this verse right in the middle of it that says but how could I give you up? I can't. And he goes, I will bring you back and I'll restore you and I'll redeem you because I will not come in rage. I am not a man. I am God. Like that line right there is the most powerful word in Jeremiah. Like I am not a man. I am God. I won't punish you like you deserve. I'll take you back. Yeah. I used it last Sunday. Um, But he said, I've married you. You've cheated on me relentlessly. This is what you deserve. If I was human, I'd be done with you. But I am not human. I am God, and I'll take you back. And then he goes into, this is how you say sorry. You've got to give up your foreign gods. You've got to start following me in your homes, in the dark, when no one else can see you. What's the difference between our relationship with God and our relationship with people? Like, what's more special about our relationship with God? People will run out. There will be a point, and I've seen it too many times, breaks my heart, where they just can't take the stabbing anymore. And with Jesus, he was pierced, he was beaten, he was bruised, he was stabbed and whipped. And he took it, and he kept taking it, and he never lifted a finger to stop it. Because he loves you and me and anyone listening in the, the world that much. And then he says, 
I have taken, I have received what you deserved. You cheated on me and I took your punishment. Like, that's wild. And here's how you get back to me. And it's repentance. It's saying, and so in a spiritual sense, it's saying, Jesus, I want you. I want your forgiveness. I've cheated on you. I've sinned against you. I don't want the life that I've got for myself. We have this inborn desire to be special and chosen and wanted and loved. And we, you can search your whole life to try to find it. And if it's not in your God who loves you and made you and in your Savior who died for you, you, you won't find it. Something will feel less than, even if you're in a pretty good spot in life. Something will be off because you have a God that you've hurt by not giving your life to him. Because he gave your life to you and then he gave his life for you to get you back home. Because this world is not the end. There's an eternity afterwards that he wants to see you in and he wants to be with you in. And he's saying, this is the only way to get there. What is that? What is that? Is, and it said several different ways, but it's to repent and believe that the blood of Jesus covers sins and that he rose from the dead because he's God and he's got you. It's, I've tried my way of cleansing myself, of repenting of things I don't like about myself, and I can't get to the right place. I'll try your way. I want your way. I'll submit to your way. And so it, you can't take any pride with you. And that was my big problem. I, I wanted to know God on my terms and still wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. And I got to the point where I'm like, I don't like what I've gotten here. Was that when you were a Christian or no? It was before. Oh, oh, I It was see. when I was trying to play both sides. And I was just sick of not being on either side. There's no 50-50 here. Yeah, it's 100-100. And if you want a good relationship on this earth, you have to give your whole self and they have to give their whole self. Oh. Um, 50-50 doesn't work. It eventually turns into 40-40 and 30-30 and, and then you're just roommates. Yeah. It's no fun. As far as marriage goes. Yeah. Um, so it, there's a God who loves us. We've hurt him. And I think that's, if you want salvation, it has to start with that. I have sinned. I have hurt this body that you've given me. And it's in your image, so I've hurt you. And you want me. You want me back. And you're saying, this is how you say sorry. Is accept that there's a penalty for your sin, but the good news is that Jesus took that penalty so that when you accept it and, and believe in the sacrifice and the blood of God, our Savior Jesus, that you're washed and you're forgiven and you don't have to keep trying to make up for past mistakes and sins and regrets. They're done. They're gone. You're a new thing. And then you just have to deal with being stuck in a body that still loves to sin and struggle. Um, but on the inside, I remember feeling wiped clean, like forgiven and not guilty for the first time in, I don't know, 10 years, maybe before I can remember. I just, I was a really good liar at like age three. You yeah, read Romans 7 and 8 for what he just talked about. It's like, it talks about the... Um, Christians like how we want to do good, but we can't. And then eight is so that's uh, after repentance. That's that. a struggle to like accept that you are loved. And you yeah, I just wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. But with repentance, we have a God who says, "I'm not going to hold it against you after I've forgiven you. If you say sorry, the way that I require, just like you would to a husband or wife or a friend or parent, it's very humble. And and you have to love that person enough to say, "I'll do it your way." 
I don't care what I, how I want to do it. I just want to make things right. And then he's not going to bring it up anymore. He says, I'll choose to forget. I will remember your sin no more. I'll throw it away as far as the east is from the west. He'll turn from our sin. Before he was looking at it and knew, I can't be with you because that separates me. When he says that's gone, it's gone. And he won't bring it up ever again. And my struggle was like, I would bring it up. I would think about my past and it would affect my present. And learning like, he doesn't think that way. Um, so it's, it's a wonderful, beautiful way of life. And I repent every day. Not for like salvation, but when I hurt God or hurt my wife or hurt anyone... I want to make it right. And it's it becomes, how you grow, too. It's yeah, not just how you start. Because it hurts. It hurts to it be sucks. like, I did wrong. I'm not going to defend myself, and I'm going to step into whatever it takes to make that right. So it becomes a lifestyle of turning, of repenting. And it sounds kind of miserable. My grandpa used to always say, repent, repent, repent. I'm like, well, that's, what am I, Eeyore? Like, I'm just going to walk around, like, oh, I'm so sorry, all the time. But if you don't repent, you'll end up that way. You'll end up just miserable and, and haunted by the things of your past and, and worried if someone's going to catch you in a lie or betrayal or backstabbing. and It sucks. So that's the gift of repentance is that with our God, it's gone. A human might hold on to things and remind you, oh yeah, but remember when you did this, so you've got no leg to stand on and you can't say that because you hurt me in that way. God's just going to say, I don't remember your sin. It's over. It's done. You're saved. Uh, I'll read this again. Rejoice with me because I have found my sheep that was lost. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. And this is Jesus's way of teaching. There's not a single person on earth who has no need of repentance. But he's getting the picture that if you just admit you're lost, your God will come for you. He will be there. He will take you back. And repentance is really admitting, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I, I, can, I don't know where I'm going when I die. I don't know where I'm going in, in my life. And the, there's only one answer. I want to make that super clear for anyone listening. There's only one answer. Like, Because I feel like that still often. But there's only one answer to that. There's not like multiple ways you can go to... to, um, to can you like expand on that a little bit? Well, when we say all oh, there's... A hundred ways, or there's a, Oprah says, there's a mountain, and every path is the pathway to God. God says in his word, there's one way, and it's my way. And we think, well, that's selfish, or that's rude. But try to think of it as a relationship. If I cheat on my wife, I don't get to say, well, I could give her flowers, or I could uh, mow the lawn, or I could work extra hard, or I could just say, like, I'll change there's, I could think of a hundred different ways to say sorry, but none of those ways that I want to, to do matter. There's only one way that matters. If I've hurt my wife, I have to repent and say sorry her way. And it's the same way with God. And, and it's really, I've created a way for you to say sorry. Because you've offended him. Yeah, I'm the offending party. He's the innocent one. And so that's why there's only one way to God, because he's one being. And what does only Jesus one say God. about that? And Jesus says... I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And anyone, basically in me, you will find the Father. You will find eternal life. Yep. Well, all right. that's basically repentance. If you haven't repented, repent, turn. Don't wait for rock bottom. Just do it now. It's so much better. And, and it sounds awful, but it's actually awesome.
And it's, yeah, it's not just eternal life. It's also just a way better life here. Even though it sounds boring to be a Christian, maybe, it's not boring. It's way better. And it, it does suck sometimes, but it only it only yeah. ends in good. I, I think no matter what you do, you're going to be forced into a repentant moment. Like, you can't treat someone like crap or yourself like crap over and over and over without getting to some point where you're just sick of it. I'm done. And God's saying, why don't you skip all that? My invitation is right here for you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Like, and I will give you peace. I'll give you rest. That's what our God wants for us. All right, you guys. We will see you in the next one. Later. Thank you.